Welcome to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast, a verse-by-verse study through the scriptures with Rob Harston. Thank you for joining us today. Now here's Rob. Hello, everybody. Good Sunday to wherever you are listening. Just want to welcome you to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. I'm glad you guys could join us today. And and uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful day here in, in uh, Southern California. I don't know where uh, wherever you guys are at, but uh, it's a beautiful day. It's uh, a little on the cool side, but uh, hey, let's enjoy it because it's the uh, day that the Lord has made. So just a couple things before we start. Um, we'll be getting into a couple of Christmas messages coming up next, uh, probably next week and the week after that. Uh, we are in the Christmas season, despite what 2020 says. Uh, I'm going to tell you Merry Christmas, and I hope that uh, your Christmas is merry because uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. So um, just uh, we'll be doing a couple of those. And then again, in January, we will go ahead and we will start our series in Galatians uh, coming up as well. So hopefully you guys are looking forward to that. Um, And then also, if you like this podcast and you listen to this podcast, if you could hit the subscribe button, Uh, a lot of what I'm doing is I'm kind of texting it out to people and stuff. And sometimes I'll forget. I've had a couple people say, hey, you didn't do your podcast last week. So if you... uh, if you like this podcast and you listen to it, I truly appreciate it for one. And two, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that way you'll automatically get updates when the uh, podcasts are published uh, on Sunday. So uh, if you guys could do that, that would be great. But uh, let's get into our message today. And the title of my message is How to Have Real Peace. How to Have Real Peace. And um, it reminds me of a story that I read um, uh, during the French War, a, a train carrying dispatch uh, dispatches to the headquarters was compelled to go over 60 miles, a, a very rough track, and reach its destination within an hour. I mean, you got to really be uh, speeding to do that. <clears throat> and the uh, But the engineer was the bearer of the dispatches, and his wife and child were in the coach. And every moment, threatened to pitch the train over the embankment or over the bridge. And as it rolled from side to side, leaping at, at times almost in the air, rushing past stations, the few people inside held their breath and often cried out in terror as they sped along. There was one uh, there was one on that train who knew nothing of their fears, and that was the child of the engineer. Now, happy as a bird, she laughed aloud when asked if she was even afraid and looked up and answered, why? My father is at the engine. A little later, the uh, engineer came into the car and to cheer up his wife, and as he wiped the great drops of sweat from his face, the child leaped into his arms and laid her head on his chest, as happy and peaceful as when at home. Now, this is a lesson for the children of our Heavenly Father. This is for you and I today. If we're uh, believers in Jesus Christ and, and, and He's our Heavenly Father, then this should be, this should be a, a lesson for us that we should trust God. And, and, and this little child uh, had nothing to fear because she knew her father and she trusted in him. And, and in, in this crazy world that we live in today, uh, it's hard to find peace. People all over the world look in so many places to find peace, and they never really find it. Now, you can you can uh, look at a few different things, uh, how you look at peace, but they will never really find it. And at times, they think they have peace. They think they really have found peace in whatever's going on uh, in their lives, uh, what they see uh, around the world. They think they've really found peace until something else comes along and knocks them down, and then boom, there goes their peace. The peace they had is gone because something else came along. And sadly, the world will, will, it will never find peace. 
There will always be wars. There'll be sickness. There'll be hate. There'll be fighting. There'll be struggle. You see, this world will always provide those things, these things of darkness, things that provide no hope. And, and, and many times it'll drive people to despair. It'll drive them right into the ground where they have no hope. And when they have no hope, all is lost in their lives. And they, and, and they don't, because they don't have that peace that they're looking for. But Jesus, when speaking to his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 27, uh, you know, these, these guys, remember, these guys found out that there was, a, there was a lot of bad news. And the worst of it was Jesus was going to leave them. And these words really, this, this thing that Jesus was telling them really hurt them. They were, they were devastated when they found out. But Jesus telling them this in, in John chapter 14, verse 27, says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or fearful. You see, in those days, it was normal. It was a normal thing to say when you were leaving. You would say, you would say, peace or shalom. But in in this text, in this in this in this verse, Jesus took it to a whole new meaning. He gave it a deeper and stronger meaning when he said, "My peace I leave with you." You see, he knew they were hurting and wanted he wanted to comfort them and give them peace. Jesus knows that we are hurting today as well, and he wants to offer us this same peace. Now, if you are a follower, if you're a believer today, do you know that we can have that same peace that he was giving to his disciples back then? Remember, they, were, they just found out devastating news. Maybe you found out devastating news. Maybe you uh, look around, again, of the landscape and the violence and the hate and all this stuff around our world, and you're just, you're, you're, it, it, it bothers you. It, 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 it takes you down. Well, we can have that same peace. We can. And in our time today, let's find out how to have real peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today, and Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to gather in your word and, and see, Lord, that you, you want to offer us this peace. You want to give this peace to us, Lord. So I pray that we would have ears to hear, Lord, and we would just be receptive to what you want to say. Please bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So real peace. We want real peace, not, not the peace uh, that comes and goes, but we want everlasting real peace that comes from God. Well, there's some things that we need to do today. And if you're, uh, if you're writing notes, and please have your Bible out. Um, I'm going to be in a few different um, verses, but um, you can write these down and check, check, the, to, uh, check the verses later. Um, I always recommend and I always just say when we do these podcasts, please have your Bible. See what the Bible says. Paul tells us that we are to look through the scriptures, not because I'm saying it, but because God is saying it. So please always have your Bible, but you can check this out later. Our first point uh, in, in how to get real peace is we need to think peaceful thoughts. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, the steadfast mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. See, we are steadfast mind. He's saying that it'll be in perfect peace because he trusts in you. We should be trusting God. Our mind should be on God. But many believers do not have peace because they continue to, to think about these stressful things, this, this, these anxious thoughts and these fearful thoughts. That's how, that's how we think. And this is only human. And we always think the worst in things. We think if this doesn't happen, well, then this will happen and it won't be good. And if that happens, what if I fail? 
and then this will happen. That's what goes through our mind when we are dealing with things. We always think the worst, uh, worst of things in, in the in situations, and we and we we can tell ourselves that. Have you been there before? Have you have you said those things to to yourself? I have. And what an ugly place to be. What a what a disgusting place to be. Because again, we we will entertain those those anxious thoughts and those fearful thoughts, and and that's not how it should be. Your your mind goes there, and it will set up camp. It'll it'll just stay there, and then your ways of thinking will be skewed, and that and that shows no trust in God's plan for you. I, I, we know that God has plans for us. We all know that because Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that He has plans for us, and it's plans for us to for for us to prosper, not to not to be you know put down and you know all these things. But He God has a promise for us. So when we think these these anxious thoughts, these fearful thoughts, and and what if this happens? Then we are really not trusting in God's plan. And if we continue in this line of thinking, we let our adversary creep in and create this fear and anxiety. And we know who that is. That's Satan. He wants to ruin us. He wants to destroy us. He wants us to think fearful, anxious thoughts all the time. He does not want us to trust in God. He wants to tell us that God doesn't love us. God doesn't, you can't trust that. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's what our adversary wants to do. When you let him come in like that, then we're going to we're gonna constantly think like this. But don't do these things. Don't think that way. Don't think these fearful and anxious thoughts. There's something else we can do instead. We we can give surrender. We should we should have surrender all this stuff, all of our tensions, all of our fears, all of this thinking to God and claim His promise. Remember what uh, we studied in Philippians four, uh, chapter uh, four, verse seven: "The peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds." This means when it means surrender. When we say surrender, all of our tensions and fears, all of our anxious thoughts and fearful thoughts. It means to give it all to God, not just some fears or some anxiousness. Don't just give tidbits to God, but give it all, cast it, throw it on him. Let him take care of it. He is bigger. He can handle the problem. So we are to to, to surrender all this to him. And there can be nothing to rival God. We can't, we can't have God give, hey, I'm gonna, Lord, uh, here's, you know, I'm thinking these thoughts. I'm, I'm nervous about this, and, and and you know, it's almost like it's a battle between you know you, you you shouldn't do that, and you should give it all to God, but yet you still wanna you still wanna hang on to it. And it's almost like a rivalry between God. No, give it all to God. And it was A. W. Tozer who said this. Uh, they said this prayer in his book, The Pursuit of God. If you've not read that book, I highly recommend it. It is a great book. But he he says this prayer and he's i know he's talking here he's mostly talking about physical things but this also applies to uh surrendering anything whether it's physical whether it is our our thoughts we should surrender to god and this is what aw tozer said he said father i want to know thee but my coward heart fears to give up its toys i cannot part with them without inward bleeding and i do not try to hide from thee the terror of the parting I come trembling, but I do come. Please root from my heart all those things which I have cherished so long and which have become a very part of my living self so that thou mayest enter and dwell there without rival. Then shalt thou make the place of thy feet glorious. Then shall my heart have no need of the sun to shine in it for thyself will be the light of it and there shall be no night there. Now, that 
is a heartfelt prayer. That was a heartfelt prayer that he was telling him. He was he knew that he needed to surrender these things. Tozer knew that he had to surrender and it wasn't easy. You see, the Lord wants us to surrender these thoughts that we have that are of fear and anxiety. He knows they're no good. He knows they're not good for us. And he knows that they will do nothing for our faith in him and our trust in him. And in fact, it would almost be, a again, like a lack of trust. You know what I mean? Anxiousness, fearful thoughts. We, we Again, well, if this happens, what if this happens? Well, we don't know what happens. We need to trust our almighty God, our Father in heaven who loves us, who gives us good, good gifts. James says, all the gifts come from the Father of lights. That's, that's, that's God. Our Father in heaven gives us good gifts. So we have to be able to trust in him. And if we have these thoughts, then it just does no good. So he doesn't want us to have these. We are to pray to him and surrender these thoughts to him. And when you do this, we can claim that promise of Philippians chapter four, verse seven, where the peace of God will keep your hearts and mind. Now the word keep is also used as guard, which is a, a military term. It means it's, it stays on guard at all times. So when God says that when the peace of God, uh, uh, will keep our hearts and minds. It's not, you know, a, a shift every eight hours, you know, it's on and off shift. No, it is 24 hours a day. The peace, uh, the, the peace that God wants to give us will guard our hearts and minds. And number two, we need to see peaceful things. Look at ch- Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The key word in that verse is the word looking. We must look to Jesus for peace, not not go, well, you know, maybe, you know, if I just, uh, you know, uh, hope Jesus can come through for me. I hope he can give me this peace. No, we need to look unto him, the author and finish of our faith for this peace. But again, many people watch danger uh, and desolation in movies and TV and, and on social media. Now, listen, I like movies. I love movies. I'm not much of a TV person. There's not really anything on TV that I would, that's really worth watching, but I love a good movie. Now, my favorites are, are Westerns and war movies. I, I, I love uh, Westerns and war movies. But too many times, people watch things that are they're not good. They'll be watching a TV show or they'll be watching a movie that will get, have sex and murder and drugs, drug abuse, and, and, and again, you know, desolation and all and destruction and all this. And we watch this and it goes through our minds and, and, and you know, it just it really affects it, it. Maybe not, it may, might not affect you today, but maybe it's affecting your neighbor. Maybe it's affecting somebody else, but it affects you. If you do it long enough, it will start playing with your mind. It'll really get in your mind. So we have to watch what we watch. We have to, we have to, you know, keep an eye out for the things we have to see peaceful things. Like I said, and and we must we must be careful of watching movies that don't bring uh, God any glory. Now, there's a lot of movies out there that don't bring God glory that are okay. Star Wars doesn't really bring God glory, but what I'm talking about is these movies that will just affect your mind in a negative way. The movies that are of death and destruction and doom and gloom will only take our minds to places that they should not be. So we must be careful. Another thing that we can get in the habit of watching is the social media realm. Now, you've heard on this show, uh, Pastor Elijah Braggs and myself on the World Crisis Chronicles show talk about social media and, and how the effects of social media can really have a negative effect. You know, people say, well, you know, there's people that are 
that are quoting Bible scriptures and stuff like that's great. That's good. But let's take the vast majority of people that aren't doing that. They aren't using it. It's and it's these people that uh, uh, you know they post they post bad things. The people of like there's people with news outlets. Uh, there's politicians. There's Hollywood elites that put their agenda on 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 their on their page and what is going on and the most of the time it's it's either tearing someone down or lying about someone and a vast majority of the time it is it's gossip remember a couple of weeks ago maybe it was last week or the week before i talked about an echo chamber america's like an echo chamber i say something then that person says what i say that person says but that that person says and it goes down the line it's like a domino effect this is what America does. It lives in an echo chamber. Nobody wants to go and really look for things for themselves. They just believe what they see on social media. So, you know, that's, again, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. And social media is another place where we can look that gives us no rest. It gives us no rest. It gives us no peace. In all reality, it creates more stress than anything else. It'll give us more stress and more anxiety of the things that we read because people are just, again, they're, they're saying their views. They're saying what they think, and we believe that that is true. So we have to watch out what we see on social media. If we read what is on there, m most of the time we can, and we, we, and we spend our, most of our days looking, uh, we forget about God. We forget about God. We forget to, to pray to him. And the sad thing of all that is we, and we're looking at social media constantly, we forget to look at his word. And that's the only thing that is true today. That's the only thing that's true. We can spend, if we are spending all of our time on social media, buried in our phones, buried in our iPads, and we are constantly, constantly looking at social media and seeing what's on there. We for, Not only does it give us stress, not only does it give us no hope, it, it takes us away from our prayer time and it takes us away from our putting our nose in God's word where it should be. And if we are to have real peace, we must look unto Jesus because he promised us he would leave it for us. Again, uh, John 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. You see, it gave his disciples, it gave his disciples something. When he said, I'm going to leave my peace with you, it gave them something. And it gave his disciples courage. It gave them strength. It gave them what they needed to go on to continue his work. We read about Paul and all of his his adventures and all of his his going around to different churches and creating churches in Galatia and Philippi and all these places that got that that Paul was used by God to go and preach the gospel. Now he needed he needed peace. He needed to have that peace that that the Lord gave him because it gave him courage and it gave him strength. Looking to Jesus will never ever ever leave us in doubt. It will never leave us without hope. It will only increase our peace. So we must look unto Jesus. Now, with all that being said, I'm not saying that you can't watch movies. I'm not saying that you can't watch TV. I'm not saying you can't uh, be on social media. Just be careful and don't let those other three things take time away from being in God's word. We need to be in it daily because it has every answer to, uh, to 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 what we to actually what we need. If you guys really spend time in the in the Bible, you, you you're gonna see that there's a lot of good things in in the Word of God that we need to have. And if we're not in the Word, but we're on social media all the time, we're never going to get that. It was J. C. Ryle who said this about uh, the Bible. It says it's if we neglect the Bible, which makes so many pray to the first false teacher whom they hear. 
So again, that it, the, the Bible helps us decipher truth and what is truth and what is not true. So we gotta we gotta look unto Jesus, and that's where He's found in the Word of God. Uh, point number three is we need to listen to peaceful sounds. Listen to peaceful sounds. Look at Romans ten chapter uh, chapter ten verse seventeen. Faith comes by hearing. You see, people lack peace because they they're constantly listening to things that they shouldn't. One thing one thing could be music. Now again. I want to tell you, just like I love movies, I, I I love music. I've always had a passion for music. I taught myself how to play the guitar when I was 15, and I've, I was in a band and all this stuff. I love music. I love playing the music today. I love listening to music. And and back then when I was a kid, this was before my BC days, I liked all sorts of music. I like rap. I like punk, heavy metal, all those, uh, all those. But today, none of those types of music glorify God. Now, again, that was before... Christ, you know, when I was listening to all this stuff and the rap was, you know, it was, I think back in the, in the eighties and nineties, it was a lot of gangster rap and, and punk wasn't ever singing about anything good. And heavy metal was never, uh, you know, singing anything uh, good. And it was, none of it was glorifying God. So, um, uh, I will listen to secular music today. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's, there's bands that'll listen to the Beatles and, and, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I am really careful of what they are saying. And again, none of that music that would bring me back to my BC days or make me think of bad things. So we have to be careful what we're listening to. And music was created by God. Did you guys know that? God created music. King David was a musician, but the devil came along and he perverted it with talking about drugs and sex and violence and, and that old saying, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, and you know, the, the devil created all of that. So if you are listening to those songs about those things, stop. Just stop. They're not good. They're, they will not bring you peace. They'll only, in, you know, rile you up. There's songs about violence that are just, you know, these, these, some of these you know, non-Christian speed metal bands and stuff like that, it'll only incite you to go and sometimes do what these people are saying and, and or just get you riled up. And again, forget makes you forget about God. And, and over time, it will pervert your mind. And that is how you will view things. That is not to say that you cannot listen to secular music. Just be careful of what the lyrics are saying. And, and if they're not glorifying God, and if it's something that is, is, is horrible, well, you know, I don't think any secular music really glorifies God. But you, you guys understand what I'm meaning. You just got to be careful of what you listen to. And, and two, which can even be more dangerous than lewd music, is false doctrine. False doctrine. Listen, this can happen quickly if you are not studying the Bible and know your Bible. Then you won't. If if you're not doing that, you won't. Be, you'll believe what anybody says. Just like J.C. Ryle said, if you neglect it, the first false teacher, you're going to believe. You're going to believe that person. So again, we we need to be listening to to good biblical messages. And there's a lot of good biblical pastors out there that are preaching from the word of God and they're preaching the gospel, not this prosperity gospel, not anything else. They are t- they're teaching you the good news of Jesus Christ and Jesus came, he died, he rose for our sins. Those are the pastors that you really want to be listening to and false doctrine can happen if you're not aware of it and you're not in your Bible. See, Paul, when writing to the Galatians, the Galatian church, which this is the book we'll be studying uh, next month, he was upset because the people of Galatia were turning from the truth to another gospel. Paul had taught them the good news, and, and he no sooner left, and they abandoned what Paul had taught them because they began listening to the wrong things. This happens today as well. People that do not understand uh, understand sound doctrine, well, they, they, they believe in what they're hearing. 
They believe that the first thing they hear, they believe it. Without sound doctrine, they'll believe it. They're, they're in such search of the truth and maybe listening to someone who is not teaching from God's word. Listen, listen, everybody. We need to be able to discern what we are listening to. Anytime I'm at church or even, even listening to a podcast or, or a sermon online, I have my Bible open and ready, just like I asked you at the beginning of this podcast to make sure you have your Bibles out when listening to this podcast. It's nothing I'm saying. It's everything that the Word of God is saying. And to truly enjoy peace, we must hear wholesome and uplifting sounds. And we should listen for God's voice. Remember, uh, in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12, it says that he, he'll speak in a small voice, in a still small voice. Sometimes, now sometimes, a sound that we, uh, the sound we are needing is the sound of silence. I know you're like, well, silence doesn't have a sound. Right. We should be listening or we should be quieting down and listening. When we pray, and this this goes for me, not for you, but at least when I pray, I do I do most of the talking most of the time. And we need to have God speak. We need to listen for his voice. And first Kings nineteen twelve, it tells us that God does not shout but speaks softly. So with all the, the music and false teaching in our ears, we cannot hear God, so we need to stop and listen to him. So again, going back, being careful what we're listening to, and, and sometimes not listening to anything, just praying and not doing all the talking and listening for God. He wants to speak to us, but we can't if we're constantly you know, listening to music that doesn't glorify him. And, and again, that gets our mind off of God and on what this world is doing. So be careful when you're doing that. Um, again, I'll listen to secular music too, but man, I love good worship music. It gets me fired up. It gets my day going more than any secular band that I ever listened to or I would even listen to today. Worship just gets our heart ready for the day. So I recommend a lot of worship music, if not all worship music. Also, another uh, no, point number four was we need to say peaceful words. We need to say peaceful words. Um, Psalm 105 verse two says, sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all his wonders. Again, many believers today fail to talk about the goodness of God. Instead, they want to find fault in others and criticize others. And it was legendary basketball coach John Wooden uh, who once said this about criticizing people, and I quote, you cannot truly be judged by what others say about you, but you can be judged by what you say about others. When we, when we studied the book of James a few months ago, remember, uh, again, we, we spoke about how the, the tongue, the very little small tongue can do a huge damage and huge effect on people when we use it in the wrong ways. If we are not speaking of the goodness of God, yet we're criticizing others, uh, and this could be to their face or behind their back most of the time, um, it's it's not good. And this thing can, remember, it's a, like it'll create a wildfire. It's just forest fire, and it's just this little tiny tongue that will get us in trouble. And and I've been caught, I've been caught up in that. Man, I used to, I used to, oh gosh, I hate this. I hate to say, but I, yeah, I used to criticize people. And I, I used to like all the time just talk and talk. And some, most of the time it wasn't even, it was to somebody else. And I just, you know what? I, I felt horrible and, 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 and it was just wrong. And, and, and I just, you know what? I mean, I would go and talk to these certain people about, about people all the time. I stopped talking to them because that's all I would do. I'd get together and that's all we would do is talk about people. And I was done. So I just distanced myself 
uh, from them and, and just didn't want to do it. And, and what a sad and pathetic way to live. And I just had had enough. And again, I just walked away because I found one thing. I found out one thing about myself in, in when I was doing this. I was a coward. I was a coward. If I was talking behind somebody's back, I was a coward. Now, most of the time, we don't want, we will never criticize somebody in front of their face. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But um, like I said, this goes for, for both. If we're, if we're talking behind someone's back or we are talking to someone, we always want to find fault and we always want to criticize. And that's just never good. So if you're, a, if you're doing this today, whether you're a church leader, a pastor, or a congregant, if you're constantly criticizing people and finding fault in them all the time instead of talking with them about uh, you know about it and you and you go and you talk to others which is even worse then you're a coward and I'm a coward I'm a coward because sometimes I'll find myself I'll slip up and I'll go oh, stop and I but now I'm getting to the point of I'll start to say it and then boom I will back off of it because I know it's not going to bring God glory and I should be talking about the goodness of God not the not the worst uh, uh, of other people. Because we got to be careful. And, and if, if we are constantly, 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 every chance we get talking behind someone's back, then you're a coward. And if that offends you, I'm sorry, but it's the, it's the truth. We just got to, we have to watch out for that. And there, and there are times, like I said, I'll still, again, I'll catch myself doing it. And I just don't want to do it because man, after, after I, I've done, after I've said something about somebody, you know, or, you know, if you're talking about them and. Yeah, I feel I, I used to feel horrible about it. Like, gosh, you know, it, I really beat myself up over it. And I was just tired of being bruised up all the time. So, you know what? We can control our tongue. So we've got to be able to do that. And to have real peace, we must speak kindly. Remembering what the scriptures say about our brothers and sisters and how to, to speak to them or speak to them or about them. Number one, we should there should be no corruption, just 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 grace. Let look at Ephesians 4, uh, 29. It says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So that will give grace to those who hear. Again, we need to stop criticizing and give grace to that person. Now, this can be, again, to that person directly or to the person you're talking to about that person. We are we're not perfect and we all need God's grace. You know, and I always tell my kids, you know, you can say, well, I really love so-and-so, but again, remember, but kills everything. You don't really love them. If you're saying, well, I really love Johnny, but he just does this that annoys me. Well, that but kills everything. So listen, if you can't say a kind thing, don't say anything at all. And I'm still training myself to say this. So I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm right with you. Uh, if you're doing that today, I'm right with you. And it's, and it's, it's something that we just cannot do. And number two, words have consequences. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse 13. It says, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We're to encourage each other, not tear each other down. Again, this can be applied in both conversation with someone or conversation about someone. While we still have breath, while it is still today, that means why it is still present, we need to build up so, and here's the most important part, so that, that the person we are talking to or about to somebody will not be mad by the hardened wickedness of our heart and sin. So we can hurt somebody in so many different ways. We can hurt them by what we say. And, and, and again, it, it's sin. And they, they will view us as, well, look at that person. He's, he's a so-called Christian. He's a so-called whatever. Uh, you know, he's a leader in the church or he's a congregant in the church. And he says he loves God, yet I just, he's just saying this about me. I just found out, or hey, I was in a conversation with him and he said this about that person. So again, 
we need to be careful and we need to to, to speak softly and, and, and be nice to people. I mean, it, it, it really does go a long way. So again, we need to say peaceful words. Number five, we need to execute peaceful deeds. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 21 says, this is Jesus saying, uh, or Jesus, uh, the saying that Jesus will equip you in every good thing to do his will. In today's world, we see many people in need. Some are sick, they're elderly, and they're, they're unable to care for themselves. This is where we can come in. This is where the, you as a Christian today, as a believer in Jesus Christ, this is where we come in. Now, now we can't do it for our own personal gains or, or notoriety, but only for the glory of God and to meet the needs of those people that are in need. Don't do it out of selfish ambition. Don't do it because people are watching or because people are going to hear about what you did and they're going to think differently about you. If you're doing it, if you're doing it with that uh, uh, mindset, please don't do it. Just don't do it. Let someone else who's going to come and, and do it for the glory of God. So, and I'm not sure if you've helped anybody today, but I'm assuming you have. I mean, everybody's helped somebody in time of need. And my question is, what did it make you feel like? Did it make you feel good? Did it make you feel like, man, I really, oh gosh, I felt like I helped that person. Um, you know, and again, glory to God and, and thank you, Lord, for putting that person in my life that I can help. That's how it should make you feel. I know it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to know that the Lord has blessed me with things that I can go and give people in need. The Lord has blessed us with things. And we can go give to these people that are in need. And, and there, are, there are plenty of people out there. Trust me, there is a, a whole world of people that are hurting and of need. So we can be used in that way. And if we do this, peace awaits us. Peace awaits those who lend a helping hand to others. And everybody can comfort someone. And, and, and Proverbs 3, verse 27 says, Do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. You see, there are things we can do to help people. Now, if the Lord has blessed you financially, then, then, then give to someone that's in financial need. I mean, if the Lord has blessed you with, with finances, which, you know, there's some, me, I'm not blessed with all these finances, but maybe there's somebody out there listening today, or maybe there's somebody that you know that the Lord has blessed financially. Well, just don't hang on to all of it. Go out and help somebody that is in financial need. And, and that's, what the, that's what it can be used for. And the Lord will bless you for it. And this is, again, where this, we can have this peace. And if, it, if it's in need of taking care of an elderly neighbor, neighbor or a, a family member, then go and do that as well. But again, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do this, it will show his love for them through us. He will give us opportunities, but, but it's, it's our job to go do it. He will give us opportunities to do this. So we need to do it because most of the time we have the means to do so. We have the means. Again, uh, we, we have the Lord in our heart. We have a Bible. There are people that could be in spiritual need today that we need to go and speak to. Now, again, we can go speak the word of God because it is true. We can go speak it in boldness with courage because we know the, God, the word of God is true. So if there's somebody in spiritual need, you have the means to do it. You have a voice, you have a Bible, and you have the Holy Spirit that, that resides inside you. Go and help that person if they are spiritually in spiritual need. Again, we can help, we can, we can help these people. And I'll tell you this, I have had the honor of going on hospital visits and comforting those who are hurting or, or sick. And I know I go to help them, but it also helps me. It helps me understand that, that people get sick and people are hurting. And so this helps me really just 
puts on my heart the compassion on them and to show them the love of God. So I've gone on these things. I've gone on some pretty horrific uh, um, hospital visits, you know, ones where people have died a few days later. I've gone on one where uh, there was a gentleman who tried to commit suicide and we had to, um, you know, uh, minister to his girlfriend who was a wreck. And, And it's sad to see, but there are people that are hurting. So we need to be able to go out and we need to do these peaceful deeds for these people. And doing peaceful deeds will help us, will help us get peace in doing so. So as we end this, is this the real peace that you're needing today? Remember, from the beginning of time, God wants to bless his children. It brings him joy to do so. But we can, we can do these things that we went over today to achieve this peace of God. It should be a warning to us that there's some, there should be some warnings that we talked about today, but it should also, there's some things that will bring us joy in doing these things that can give us that real peace. This peace will also do things for us as well. One, it gives us completeness. Number two, it will give us success. Number three, it, will, it brings us fulfillment. Number four, it gives us wholeness. It also gives us harmony, and it also gives us security and well-being. So we can have those things. That's what peace will do for us. And I will end, let me end on this story about a man named Horatio Spafford. He was a, he was a businessman in Chicago, and he, he sent his wife and three daughters to Europe by ship while he remained back in the States. Intending to join them later en route, there was a, a terrible storm, and, and a ship, the ship that, that his family was on, during which their daughters, they all drowned. Now, Mrs. Spafford made it to safety and wired back saying, all of our daughters have been lost. She wrote back to her husband and said, all of our daughters have been lost. Only I have been saved. He took the very next vessel. And as they came near the place where his daughters drowned, the skipper of the ship pointed to the place where the other ship had gone down. It was there on the deck of the ship that he wrote these stirring words. He said this, when peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Now for him to say that, he had to have real peace. He had to have that real peace that God offers, the same peace that God offers us today. Now, what I didn't mention is he actually lost his son as well before his daughters died. So pretty much all his children died, yet he can still say it is well with my soul because he had that real peace that we are that we're looking for today that that we just talked about so um listen let's take those things to heart let's take those things that we talked about today and make sure that 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 we are doing this and so we can have that real peace listen guys this world is crazy it is nuts but we can have the peace of God. We just have something to do with that as well. So all those points today, think peaceful thoughts, say peaceful things, listen to peaceful things, do peaceful dudes, deeds, do all this stuff. I don't know what a peaceful dude, well, I don't know what a peaceful dude is. I don't, it could be you or me. I don't know, but do peaceful deeds, make sure that we are doing this stuff. And, and that's how we're going to attain this peace. So again, listen, like every week, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been great. Love you guys. Lord willing, be back next week. This has been the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. For more information about the podcast, or if you'd like to leave a prayer request, visit us on our website at crosslightbiblestudy.com.